Hi, and welcome to my podcast. I'm Jamie, your host, and this is what I know about life, love, and acne. I've spent the last 39 years in the skincare and cosmetic industry. I'm a licensed master medical esthetician, integrative health and wellness coach and counselor, medical assistant, skincare formulator, makeup artist, educator, owner of Complexion Clinical Skincare, and founder of the luxury brand Complexion Skincare. I am also a mom to an amazing son and my furry child, Eva Charlotte, who you may hear roaming around from time to time. In my podcast, I will be chatting all things skincare and cosmetics. You will hear from colleagues, doctors, past clients, makeup artists, and maybe a former lover or two. But I will also talk about life and love because what I know for sure is how you live and love is directly reflected on your skin, for better or for worse. Stay tuned for the podcast and please don't hesitate to drop me a note if you have a question about life, love, or acne and definitely let me know in the comments below if there's anything you would like to know more about. Please like, subscribe, and share. Thank you so much for listening. Hi, and welcome to What I Know About Life, Love, and Acne. This is the long-awaited episode with Nikki and Jamie, where we are going to answer your questions on life, love, and acne. Nikki Girl is here with me in the house. And how long did it take us to organize this? (laughs) (laughs) Too long. Like what, like a month and a half? I think so. Um, Pretty intense, but we I was going to say four weeks. Okay, well, four weeks, six weeks. Whatever. Life happens, you're pregnant, I'm living vicariously through you, and life just happens, doesn't it? Life happens. Life happens. Um, We both have a lot of questions that we got, but we're going to pick just a few of them, and I'm actually not going to name who, are you going to name who, like, this is a question from... Um, no. Yeah, I'm just going to ask the questions, and... We're going to answer them sort of together, but separate. Um, Nikki has experience that I don't really have, and I have experience that she doesn't have, and we both have similar experience that we can both lend answers to. So we're just going to... Roll. We're just going to, like, jam out on skin and life and love. And did you get any life questions and love questions, or did you just get mostly skin questions? No, I got a life love question. Okay, lay it on us right now. Let's start now. Uh, this one says, my question would be, how do you find inspiration and motivation when you feel stuck in a rut and feeling a lack of growth? Inertia. Woof. That's a big one. That's a really good one. I wish I really had that answer simple, but... I know. I wish I had the simple answer, too. What do you do when you feel that way? Because I know you felt that way. We've talked about it. Yeah, I think I'm kind of, I feel this way often, I think. I kind of do too. About, I'm going to say, wait, did she say lack of inspiration? Yeah. Um, does that mean lack of inspiration in life or in career or both? Or should we just answer it from abroad? I think abroad. I think it's inspiration, motivation when you feel stuck in a rut and feeling a lack of growth. I think in anything, right? And that's such a good question. Um, we touched on this when we traveled together recently, Jamie, and I think this is a really good one. Taking time to just listen. 
Yeah. So we talked about TM a lot yeah, this weekend. Mm-hmm. And so I think that when I'm feeling stuck, I need a lot of alone time yeah. to like tune back in and see why I'm caught in that place. And so whether that's meditation, alone time, walking, a hike, a hike exactly. Tuning out. Um, so one thing that strikes me, I have to say, when I have felt professionally, so I'm going to go into professional mm-hmm. um, inertia or professional, um, just not feeling like I'm growing, I go someplace else. So I go, I take a trip. I'll go to Europe. I go to France. I go to other facialists. I go to other estheticians. I maybe go and visit a dermatologist, mm-hmm. um, a nutritionist in England, in London. I go and learn somebody else's um, way. Or I take another class. Yeah. I take, um, but I also, to your point, I do meditation. I stop what I'm doing so I can take more time to be um, more understanding as to why I'm feeling that way. And is it the end of something for me too? Oh, Meaning, yeah. is it the end of, is it time to end my career? Is it time to do something different? I tried to like differentiate my feelings around feeling stuck. What about you? Tell me more about what you do. Yeah. And no. do you ever feel stuck in your career? Do you ever yeah. feel? Yeah. Yeah. But then let me ask you this. What would you do if you're not doing, like, is there something you would do if you're not doing what you're doing as an esthetician, as a medical esthetician? I don't know. I love it so much that I come back to it. I know we talked about this. I know. I love it. It it feeds me to make people feel good, look good. Um, and and you know this because I know you do the same thing. You're kind of coaching and guiding your clients. And teaching. Yeah, through yeah. everything. And so whether that's, um, you know, nutrition, which I'm no expert on, but um, you know, I had a patient who came in a couple of weeks ago who wanted cool sculpting and, um, you know, she had just a tiny little itty bitty bulge that she wants to get rid of on her stomach. And I said, well, are you drinking? And she said, well, nightly. Oh, I said, yeah, just give that up and see what happens. And yeah. I got this huge bouquet of flowers from her thanking me because she lost 15 pounds by just walking and stopped drinking. And she's like, you just saved me money and time and energy and I just need a reset so I was like how cool is that and you also helped her be more in tune with herself with herself yeah 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 going back to the other question about like um with work and being in a rut I can't do the same thing over and over again without learning something new absolutely and even because we've talked about this and I'm so guilty of doing this myself. Um, I think you're better at not doing this, but I will do my business and I get so um, used to just doing what I do and doing what I know and won't get re-inspired. Then I find myself feeling uninspired so I have to get re-inspired by mm-hmm. learning something new or taking classes and and I get stagnant which is that's what's been really fun for me now working with someone who's so seasoned like my colleague Stacy she's so seasoned that we bounce ideas off each other all day long right about how to treat the same symptom but in a different form with either it's lasers or peels or facials or whatever um 
so that's been fun for the first time feeling like I have someone that I can bounce all these ideas off of and we just feed each other back and forth or with you. I also think this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it kind of ties in. I also think the longer I've been in skin, the more I realize you can't just get lasers. No. You can't just get Botox and fillers and you can't just get facials. No. It's like diet, exercise and meditation. It's like you need everything. It's a marriage. Yeah. yeah. It's a marriage of like seven things. Yeah. It isn't just one thing. And a lot of times people just want a pill to fix things. Exactly. Or they want a cream. Or they want a yeah. lotion. Or a quick or laser treatment and it's over. And it's over. It isn't. And so. And the other thing, not to interrupt you, I'm no. sorry. Not only is it not over. But you're coming back again next year exactly. to do it again. Do it all exactly. over again. It's, it just isn't over, you know? So with I know with my following that I've had, and I've seen some people from 15 years ago that I stopped seeing who are now following back with me, it's been really interesting. And even with myself, like, now realizing, gosh, facials are really important in conjunction with lasers and Botox and everything else. And getting your pores extracted and using proper skincare and using good oils and using good vitamins like yeah it all just kind of goes hand in hand well i'm gonna segue because this is a good time to do this because you've mentioned it a couple of times i have a question that i get asked so often chemical peel Mm. or laser chemical peel or lasers do you think it's both do you think it's one do you think it's the other what do you think is more efficacious on the skin for the skin and the health of the skin and I'm, I only do chemical peels, and I do the VI peel, which I believe is the gold standard of chemical peels. I agree. Um, that said, the one thing I find with chemical peels, it's really hard to predict how each person's going to respond, respond or yeah. react and how their skin is going to respond, where after having the laser resurfacing that you did on me, the laser micropeel, yeah. that's what it's called, yeah. laser micropeel, that was really easy to predict what was going to happen and how my skin was going to react. Sometimes when you do a chemical peel, even though the VI peel really is designed to not cause heating, overheating yeah. with the skin that's going to cause hyperpigmentation, but sometimes people can hyperpigment. And when you send people home with their after kit, the, the kit that they get yeah. after they get a chemical peel, I have no idea what they're doing once they go home, right? Or so, really what they've done. Like, have they used tweezers to remove, exactly, to pull the skin? Yeah, so I don't know. Have they been over-exfoliating and one area is just more tender than the other? Or did they go out in the sun? I Mm -hmm. had a client, you're not supposed to go out into the sun, and I had a client who went, um, did a race, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, like a a run, a run race or whatever it's it's called. Ultimate worst. Between sweating and outdoor sun exposure, it's just the worst, yeah. I know, so you don't really know. So with that, I've actually kind of stopped doing chemical peels because of the uh, kind of just not knowing how my clients are going to, how their skin's going to react after doing them for 12 years. So you tell me what your thoughts are about it. I mean, I think they're both great. I think, I I agree with you 100%. I think so much of it is how is is the patient, the client, how... What's the compliance? What's the compliance? How they condition their skin? Is their skin prepared? Are they going to follow the rules with a chemical peel? A micro laser peel I like because you have more control over it. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, if you if the patient moves their face or if something kind of goes off, you can go over one area twice. 
So instead of having it be four microns, you've kind of done eight microns in that section. But it's just more controlled. That's what I like about a micro laser peel. I don't like one over another because I have some patients who really like the VI peel or really like, you know, TCA peels. They just, I find them a little intimidating because I never know who's who's going to be compliant and who's prepared their skin properly. And the other thing is, um, and for anybody that doesn't know this, the, the healthier the skin, and I'm talking using healthy skincare, not over exfoliating the skin, not using um, abrasive exfoliants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The healthier the skin, the better the outcome. Mm-hmm. The less healthy the skin, or somebody that's maybe never had a chemical peel and they've done like a bunch of, they've got a bunch of sun damage, or they've done tons of, you know, masking, or, um, and I don't mean um, yeah. pandemic masking, I'm talking um, cosmetic masking. Yeah. Um, or using, they use a lot of scrubs or they use a lot of brushes or, or uh, mechanical tools on their face, generally don't have the same results. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of a crapshoot as to how your client's going to react, where I feel like with laser, you have a better idea of knowing what to expect. Is that, is that, yeah. do you think? Yeah. Yeah. You're just kind of controlled with the settings, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but they're both, as far as cellular regeneration, mm-hmm. Very either way. I used to get TCA peels back mm-hmm. in the old, old days. Mm-hmm. Uh, super intimidating because mm-hmm. your face literally cracks open mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're left with a pretty amazing new skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think going forward, I plan to probably just get laser on myself. Yeah. I just think it's going to be easier. Okay, my dear, what do you have next? Um, several melasma versus pigmentation. Oh, yes. Um, the, the great unknown. The great unknown. Yeah. One of the hardest questions. Um, so in a nutshell, melasma is usually hormonal, ethnic skin. Uh, birth control can cause it. Menopause can cause it. Pregnancy um, can Pregnancy cause, can cause it. Yeah. Exactly. It kind of has a pattern. Yeah. Can be a patch on the forehead, patch on the lips, uh, above the above the upper lip, two patches on the cheeks. It, it has a look. You usually know if you have it. It's usually always somewhat symmetrical. Um, pigmented lesions or just a brown spot or freckles are a little bit different. They're more sparse and they don't really follow a pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, melasma far trickier to treat than pigmented lesions in my opinion with the exception of like solo lentigines which are really hard um and with melasma we we know there's no cure Mm -hmm. uh it's gonna come and go it's gonna wake up in the summer spring summer fall sleep in the fall winter and it can also be activated by hot yoga exactly Hot shower, so in the wintertime when it gets really cold yep. and you want to stand with your face in the shower, yep. it can be reactivated. It can be reactivated with running. So you take yep. a run, you go for a run, and you get overheated. Yep. It can be reactivated with that. It can be so a lot of a lot of individuals think it's just through through the sun. It isn't just from sun. If you're over a hot stove. Hot stove or the you oven, know, you open the oven, oven. door. Yep. yep. So I have one patient who's in, who's a bakery. She owns a bakery. And she has... Uh, and wait, she's, do we have the same patient? Yeah. the same patient. Yeah. 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 Her face is always in that hot oven. Yeah. And um, 
and it was interesting. I just at one point suggested, why don't you see if you can have one of your sous chef or someone else grab stuff out of the oven? And it was a drastic change, she said. Yeah. So uh, melasma can get triggered with heat, sun, and light um, as hormones as well, like we said, and overheating. So lasers can be tricky. You have to be really careful. That's kind of where peels come into play. Exactly. Or even a light chemical peel where you're slowly removing the top layers of skin. Um, And what do you think as far as um, the retinol, retinoids, and then the vitamin C? Hydroquinone is no longer-ish. It's by prescription only. It's by prescription only, correct. Yeah. I think it's all great. I also think... A break is really important. I do too. I think there's been so much evidence showing that using it long term can actually sometimes make some of the pigment darker or worse. Yeah. And I'm talking long term, like years of never taking a break. So in the fall and winter, when it goes back to sleep, you're allowed to kind of back off. Right. But I'm sure you can agree with this. It's compliance. It's compliance. And it's also, by the way, I feel like I have to say this. It's not just all the other things that we talked about with heat, sun, but it's also how you take care of your skin. Exactly. It's how you take care of your skin. And everybody wants to use 20 different products. Yep. Keep it simple. Keep it easy. Be kind to your skin. Yep. Do they think, here's a question, and I think I've, I've asked a couple of my derm friends about this. Is melasma considered potentially an autoimmune? So the last um, webinar that I watched that was three hours-ish, um, sponsored by Candela, which was amazing because Candela has some of the best equipment for for melasma, which is kind of like this V-beam um, technique with maybe some other um, treatments. They call it the disease of a skin. So they haven't quite said it's, it's an autoimmune, but there is a tie-in actually now with the thyroid as well. Oh, interesting. Which we know thyroid is autoimmune. So right. it hasn't been, I don't think... Link, they, they haven't like they haven't linked it categorized it as that yeah but i think it's fair to say that there are i mean i know this webinar that i watched they were saying how important it is to get your thyroid checked if it continues weight is also one thing i've noticed so i have this darling pakistani patient that i've been seeing for about six years she i just saw her the other day she came and picked up some skincare products her melasma was like the black oh yes just Deep, deep, almost looked purple in her skin. Yeah. And I saw her obviously with the mask on. I was like, oh my goodness, you look so tiny. She's like, oh my gosh, thanks. I'm so inspired. I've lost weight. You know, she's lost 22 pounds. Oh, that's amazing. Her melasma was easily, easily 70% lighter. Where this time of the year, it's usually always, it starts getting worse for her. So there's a huge connection between thyroid, weight, obesity, similar to PCOS is what they're finding. PCOS is another... I know. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That'll be on part three. Yeah, that will be on part three. Oh my goodness. And it's so underdiagnosed, by the way. Why is it missed all the time? Why is no one like looking at it? I don't know. I think there's probably so many layers to it. By the way, we're talking about polycystic ovarian syndrome. Ovarian syndrome, yeah. (laughs) Geeked out there for a second. I geeked out because I was looking at my next question. Okay. Uh, which has nothing to do with that, but yes, underdiagnosed. And you know, I'm. We, by the way, I feel like we have to say this right now. We are not doctors. We Correct. We should have said this in the 100%. beginning. We are not doctors, 
and we are only going based on our experience. We're not prescribing. We're not saying to anyone, this is what you should do. Or we not are simply, do. Yeah. yeah, do or not do, take, don't take. We are simply just saying that this is our experience. So polycystic ovarian syndrome, as an esthetician, I am not a doctor. Right. But usually I can see what it is. Yep. Can't you also? I mean, there's some very, there are markers, yep. very clear markers. Yep. The one other thing I just want to finish with is the melasma webinar that I watched and all the research I've done. I've done it. I've read about melasma. I mean, I, I was determined to be the, the person who could get rid of melasma. Um, it's patient education. It is, and it's compliance. On it's the compliance. End. It's patient. It's just, it's taking the time to sit down with your patient and say, here's what triggers it. Here's what doesn't trigger it. Here's how it happens. Here's how we can make it go to sleep, but it's never going to go away. So I think that hand holding and that time that it takes to really educate a patient in melasma is, that's key, in my opinion. I agree. And also, if you think you have the potential to, ha- to, to have melasma, mm-hmm. Always wear a hat too, and wear not a, a straw hat. No, and not a straw hat, and not a baseball. Not a cap. baseball cap. That is Thank the you. baseball Biggest, cap. It, oh my gosh! No, you don't want to. <laughs> you want to wear a huge. So there's a company called Sun Precautions. It's mm-hmm. here in Seattle, uh, located here in Seattle. They make SPF or sunproof clothing and hats, and I would encourage anyone and everyone to invest in a really large hat and i mean i look like a beekeeper when i'm just taking my walks on queen anne and, and you know we might we might just put that on our instagram oh do that yes yeah. it was sun what again sun precautions okay love those guys in fact i need to interview them they're very very big into um into um skin cancer love awareness it. and um being precautious in the sun. Okay, I have a question. You're going to love this question. Okay. Uh, what to do about morning facial swelling? You wake up in the morning and your face is swollen, your eyes are swollen. Um, I know that there's a lot about the gashat tool. I was just going to say that. There's a lot about that. I just gave my sister one this morning, her gua sha. Oh, you just gave it to her this morning? I did. It was for Mother's Day, but I I wouldn't get a chance to see each other for Mother's Day, so I gave it to her. Yeah, you got me hooked to that. The gua sha? Yeah, we were FaceTiming one day, and I was watching you gua sha, and I was like... I mean, you can gua sha your neck. I I had like... If you have a gua sha, I need a gua sha. Well, okay, I don't use my gua sha religiously at all. I mean, actually, I weirdly have a few facial tools, and I don't really use any of them super religiously. But I do wake up with a swollen face, and I do wake up with swollen eyes. It Mm -hmm. depends on what I ate the night before. Of course. It depends on if I dined out somewhere where I'm unfamiliar. It depends on the weather. Was I sleeping on my face? It depends on my hormones. Yeah. Sleeping on your face. If you slept in a room that's too warm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alcohol, of course, is huge. Um, Not having enough fluids. Getting ready for your period, mm-hmm. you know, close to your period. Um, so I also think that, you know those rollers we use in clinic? Yeah. The ice rollers? Yeah. Excellent for the face yep. in the morning. Mm-hmm. If you can get yourself an ice roller, if you go so if you have the time to do both. Or stick your jade roller in the refrigerator. Stick your jade roller in the refrigerator. What if you froze it? Can you freeze I a jade know. roller? Possibly. You could freeze your jade roller. For, don't do it, though, actually. Just put it in the refrigerator. Um, but those are the things I recommend. And then I recommend watching your salt intake. Yep. 
But we need salt, so let's not mm-hmm. forget that too. We do need salt. Good in salt, our diet. Yep, like we, need, we talked about. We need good salt in our diet. We need um, uh, kosher salt. That's a mm-hmm. good salt. Um, watching your alcohol intake. Watching how warm uh, flying does it too. When I fly yep. long distance, I get super puffy. It takes a few days to unpuff. Yep. Do you have any other suggestions? No, but there, no. The one thing I did want to say, you've said it twice, is watching your alcohol intake. I think for some people who don't know us as well as we know each other, neither of us are big drinkers. No. And I think my mom's not a big drinker. Right. Um, and by big, I mean it's an occasional, maybe. Oh my gosh, if I even have alcohol like twice a year. Yeah, I was going to say, I have it at most maybe twice a month. Okay. That's kind of my max. I really think that alcohol and the sugars are, are totally detrimental to your skin. Your whole everything. Yeah. Not just your skin, but it mostly your skin, yes. Yeah. So a lot of times when I have patients say, Oh my gosh, your skin looks so good. What are you doing? It's like, Well, I don't drink. I don't drink nightly four, six, eight and ounces is a of huge wine. Problem right now. Huge. huge I think bigger no problem judgment. more now than ever. More than ever. Ever it is rightfully so, so. <laughs> right. I mean, it's been a crazy time, but yeah. there has to be meditation, mm-hmm. um, being out in nature. There are other ways to alleviate. Taking five minutes to wash out your face, to wash out your face instead of drinking. Yes, just treating yourself in a different way that makes you feel like it's a treat opposed to a glass of wine. Oh my gosh, you're so spot on, so, and it is not uncommon to talk to somebody today that. I'll sit down and do an intake, a full intake when someone comes in and I'm like, tell me about your use of alcohol. I mean, people are drinking, especially women. And yeah. women, that we don't need that much alcohol. Yep. Women metabolize alcohol so much differently than men do. And so... And it's the sugars in alcohol. That's what makes alcohol so hard for your skin. So we know sugars break down collagen elasticity. And cause inflammation. And cause inflammation. Systemic. So, a lot of times, you know, a lot of my clientele is very fit, very active, and they're like, well, you know, I don't eat X, Y, and Z. Well, if you're drinking it, there's really no difference. Right. You know, if you're drinking, even if you're drinking five frappuccinos a week, it's really not any different. No. It's still sugar, breakdown of sugar. collagen. And, I mean, I know you are a huge fruit lover. Yeah, I am a big fruit I lover. I am not a fruit yeah. eater. I only eat blueberries and raspberries and yeah. blackberries in season. And... I mean, lots of fruit. I have clients that come in yeah. and they're like, they eat a half cantaloupe in the morning, then they move on to pineapple later, yeah. and then they move into kiwi berries later. Or they'll dump all that in a smoothie. Or they dump all that in a smoothie. And pretty soon, so another yeah. thing I want to touch on, since we're talking about sugar, I love oat milk. It is my favorite, favorite I haven't tried it yet. non-dairy milk. Well, here's the thing. Oats have sugar oh. on their own. They are They break down into sugar on their own. And so when you start out the morning with... A cup of oat milk or two cups of oat milk for your smoothie. Then you add in mango. Then you add in pineapple. And then you throw a banana in there and maybe a little spinach. Pretty soon your drink that you're drinking Mm -hmm. is has so much sugar Mm -hmm. that you are just, it's just, it's toxic. It's a toxic amount. And then you're craving sugar all day long because you've eaten that sugar. You've had that sugar in your drink. No, a great smoothie is... Un, um, unsweetened almond milk, if you can have almond, almond milk, um, a handful of spinach, a handful of blueberries, 
The low sugar fruits. The low sugar fruits. Mm -hmm. And then put some kind of protein powder in there and call it good. And half an avocado. But yeah, you don't need to make it a whole meal. Yep. Particularly a sugar meal. Okay, do you have a question? Those were my two biggest questions. I had several melasma questions. I think everyone wanted to know a lot about melasma. And... um, yeah. Melasma is the, the mystery of it's skin. Mystery. One of them. You know what else is a mystery is cystic acne. There's no acne. formula. Cystic acne. I think cystic acne is also probably should be classified as a um, autoimmune. Okay, here's a good one. I've got a good one for us because we're already there. Do certain foods cause acne? Mm. Sort of, but not really, but sort of. Do you remember the old days? If you eat chocolate, you're going to oh, get acne. If you I, eat too many almonds or walnuts, I remember like, you know, nuts. They used to think that nuts caused oil. Right. Or And so let's segue into that too. Let's touch on that. Does oil cause acne? No, I don't think so. Do no. you? I don't no, think bacteria so causes acne. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so bacteria causes acne. Does So what sugar does, so do, do certain foods cause acne? I would say, not being a doctor... I would say certain foods cause inflammation. In the gut. In the gut. And the inflammation causes the acne. What would you say? I would I would agree. Okay. And I don't think it's one specific food. Everyone wants to say um, dairy or gluten or this. I think it's really important just to take the time and go, what triggers me? Mm-hmm. For some of my rosacea patients, I find that an anti-inflammatory diet is what works for them. So nightshades. Oh, nightshades are huge. You know, and that really kind of ties in with an autoimmune that I have. Right. You know? Same here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's just a matter of finding out what foods and what your threshold is. Yeah, what triggers you. Yep. And just because something triggers you doesn't mean that it will always trigger you. So you can remove, like I've done yeah. this, I've removed foods from my diet and then I'm able to reintroduce those mm-hmm. particular foods for example gluten does bother me mm-hmm. if i eat gluten every single day i am going to be triggered yeah. into an autoimmune flare right yeah and so what i do instead is i don't eat gluten every day but i am not gluten free i eat gluten once a week mm-hmm. or i eat gluten every other week you eliminate and then you reintroduce back in slowly I to see. It slowly, but I don't. Yeah. Uh, during the times when I'm in a situation where I'm needing to eat gluten because maybe I'm staying at someone's house, maybe I'm visiting somebody, maybe I'm visiting a country and it's gluten heavy. Also, what I found when I'm in Europe, I don't have as many problems with gluten as I have in America. Yeah. So um, that's something to think about as well. But do food does food what did I say? Um, what do certain foods cause acne? No, but certain foods cause inflammation. What causes acne is bacteria. Okay. Do you have any other questions? Because I have a few more. No. All right. Let's go into here. Uh, well, wait. Do you want to talk about like? Let's talk about stretch marks. Oh, I'm sorry. That was one question I had, but it was over text, not over. This oh not not through Instagram so well, that's talk what talk about it yes talk about it um someone asked me via text who's a friend of mine uh, have I gotten stretch marks with this pregnancy did I get stretch marks with the first one um, what am I doing for it uh, I fortunately have not gotten stretch marks not with the first one and so far not with the second one I also 
am a fluid retainer and a weight gainer with pregnancies. So I'm not, you know, I didn't just gain 15, 20 pounds. I've gained so far uh, a lot more than I'd like to admit. I've gained almost 40. Um, I'm entering my third trimester this week. Um, I know my body. I'm a water retainer. So I've done two things to what I think prevent stretch marks. I've three things. I've gained the weight gradually. Mm-hmm. So I have kind of let it come on the way that it was supposed to in the first trimester without trying to control it. And I've kind of been watching it, obviously, you know, with nutritionist through my my OB office. So I've been gaining it slowly if I can and trying not to hit this last trimester where a lot of women pack on the last 15 or 20, which can make the skin pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C every day. Mm-hmm. This was actually a recommendation of a dermatologist I worked for. And so far it's been great, and I think it boosts your immune system. And there's something about vitamin C that's supposed to help with the skin and the collagen. Mm-hmm. So that's been working for powerful me. Powerful antioxidant. Yep. Very powerful. So 1,000 milligrams of that, that. And yet again, I'm not a physician, but that's what I've been taking. And I'm, I do well with it, and I've asked my OB, and she's fine with it. And then um, I oil it up. Oh, yeah. I oil it up. Uh, I take a shower twice a day. I know that's not the best. It's okay. <laughs> because it dries your skin out. It's okay. But I like yeah. to shower both morning and night, and I like to use um, an oil on my belly and on my breasts and on my hips, uh, moist. So yeah, when I'm still moisture. when I'm still kind of wet just coming out of the shower, I don't really totally dry off, and I just go crazy. And I have been using Lover because I love yeah. it. Do you want more? You can take I love another it. One. It's just, it's beautiful. It smells good. It feels good. Um, so I've been using Complexions Lover on my belly. I love it. Take one when you leave. Okay. Yeah. Just You're probably one. out, aren't you? Close. Yeah. Just I've been savoring one. it. Um, I love that. And um, you know, I didn't get stretch marks either. That's not great. Yeah, I didn't get stretch marks. We also have pretty thick European skin. Yeah. And I think that helps. I think possibly if your skin's a little bit on the thinner side, yeah. you you can potentially, I mean, I just think it kind of depends on Yeah, we have more oily, sebaceous skin, so maybe yeah. that's it. That's kind of been helpful. Yeah. But I gained a lot of weight with my first one because I was sick and I was on a lot of um, prednisone steroids. And I was convinced, I mean, I felt like my skin was going to pop and it didn't. Yeah, it stretched so much. So, but again, I think it was kind of that gradual gain. Um, okay, I love that. I love that you talked about that. Okay, I'm going to get into some life stuff really okay. quickly. Do you, someone asked me this. I get asked this all the time, actually. Do you think online dating is where it's at? Do you think online dating is where it's at? So this is interesting because I'm 57. A lot of my clients are significantly younger than myself. Uh, and they are from the online dating culture. They're from the online culture, mm-hmm. not from the online mm-hmm. culture. And what I think is, for me, I am not an online dater. I go online to kind of scope things out, to kind of prime myself for getting interested in dating. But I got to be honest with you people, I feel like you're going to find love where you're supposed to find love. So back in the old days, when pre, uh, <laughs> before we had computers, you met at a bar. And if you didn't meet at a bar, you met at work. And if you didn't meet at work, you met at a party or you were set up with friends or you um, met at the dog park or whatever. You know, this is how people met or you met at college. And now people, individuals are super dependent on um, meeting online and not engaging in real life. What I would like to say is this, I have been married twice 
I've had a number of uh, live-in partners and boyfriends, and I, I've met every single one of those humans through human contact, mm-hmm. not online. And, um, you know, I think that just taking a moment away from your phone and looking up and looking around and smiling at somebody, making yeah. eye contact, and... Um, maybe going to, you know, we're just re-entering the world again after the pandemic. Maybe going to a party and putting your phone in your pocket or your purse and uh, looking around and making some eye contact with yeah. somebody and being flirty. Like, I love to flirt. Yeah. I love to flirt with everyone. And uh, no one's off limits. It's fun to flirt. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's kind of like, uh, I guess when someone goes fishing, it's the same <laughs> It's the same yeah. thought process, process. You know, I, I enjoy the... Um, catch of it, yeah. you know, and just have fun and don't don't think too much about it. And I don't know. Do I get? Do you find that I get stressed out about dating? No, no. I'm super chill You're about super it. Super chill. I'm super chill, and it's it's not that I don't want a partner. I do would love to have a right partner, a partner who's right for me, but I don't make a big deal of it. And what perfect time after this pandemic? I don't know if we're completely out of it or not, but to do something connect with humans again yeah do something different yeah we've been connecting on zoom and facetime and everything else so i agree with you just stick your pocket your phone in your pocket just be done with it how did you meet jacob so we knew each other we knew of each other kind of in high school and then we met at a party when we were in college and then i was previously married Mm-hmm. And then I got divorced, and then we just kind of reconnected in our late 20s. And we both lived around the Green Lake area, and we would see each other. I would see him running Green Lake. He'd see me walking Green Lake. And um, just, you know, again, bars and out with friends and barbecues and weekend mm-hmm. barbecues and all that Have, kind of stuff. Did you ever meet anybody online? I didn't. Did you ever go online? Never. It's such a turnoff. Is it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It is a boner buster. I'm just <laughs> saying it. But this is what I do think. If it's your destiny to meet someone online, that is where you're going to meet that yeah. person. Just like if it's my destiny to meet somebody in a bar, which I don't drink, so I probably wouldn't. Yeah. If it's my destiny to meet somebody in an art gallery or on an art walk or through yeah. friends, that's my destiny. So just because three people you know have met somebody online doesn't mean you're supposed to be online meeting somebody. Yep. Okay, I have one last question. And I think we can talk about this together. Natural skincare versus synthetic or man-made skin, you know, man-made yeah. um, products, uh, ingredients. So I have a lot to say about this, yeah. actually. So I make natural skincare. You know mm-hmm. that I make natural organic. Mm-hmm. I use a whole plant when I make skincare. Um, but is it right for everybody? So first of all, I want to say this. Just because something's natural, whether it's natural food, mm-hmm. whether you're ingesting it topically, whether you're ingesting it through your mouth... At the end of the day, if you're ha- going to have an allergy, I mean, not everybody, not, just because something's natural doesn't mean you can't be allergic to it. Yes. It doesn't mean you can't be deathly allergic to it, by yeah. the way. Okay? So that's... That and it doesn't mean it can't be aggressive. doesn't mean it can't I be think people think, to you. Yeah, I think yeah. people think oh, natural and they think, oh, it's not going to hurt me. Right. Well, sure it is. Any Too much of anything natural will. And, by the way, um, I do want to talk about this really quickly, too, is essential oils are amazing and they're medicinal in their own right as mm-hmm. well, but they can be really aggressive on the skin, mm-hmm. so you have to be really mm-hmm. careful when it comes to... Um, using um, essential oils. Uh, you can be sun sensitive mm-hmm. to essential oils. Uh, there are ones that can cause uh, burning in the skin, irritation in the skin, 
lavender is yeah. a, a big problem, uh, causes dermatitis, but I don't want to give it a bad rap yeah. either, but it can be. So do I think natural versus organic? I think that certainly if you're pregnant, I would say, if you're pregnant, if you have children, I have a dog who likes to lick my face, so I, I like that she's licking my face with organic, clean products on my face, but you have to you have to find your thing. And there are some things that are great when they're used synthetic, and there are some things that are better great, yeah. that are organic and yep. natural and come from the earth. So that's kind of my two cents on that. Do you have any other questions or anything else that you can think about? No, I mean, I had a lot of just, you know, I think just mom questions. Um, you know, like a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of more like comments, like, are you excited? Are you feeling nervous? about this pregnancy and then a lot of it was melasma and then um you know i think a couple people were like how do you get out of ruts and i think so we kind of tied them all in i think we did great so are you excited or nervous tell me what you're feeling i'm both i'm both right now i'm really um i'm really excited to meet this little yeah and it's been such a different pregnancy it's been such a pleasant pregnancy in comparison to my first one where my rheumatoid flared. Um, but I am nervous. It's a different time, and um, I'm older. I'm going to be an older mom. And you have a four-and-a-half-year-old. And so, you know, I, yeah, my heart's going to split, and I can't envision that yet, but I know it will. Yeah. So I'm nervous, and I'm excited, and um, I'm really excited to feel like we're getting our lives back a little bit. Isn't that kind of weird? It's it weird. Is. It's good. I like it's it. It's a little terrifying. It's a little bit terrifying. Yeah. It I was... mean, we're both not wearing masks. We both have been um, vaccinated. Vaccinated, and um, and you got vaccinated while pregnant. I did, and, and that was. I know you were really scared about doing mm-hmm. that. But I feel great about it. Yeah. I just got really tired from the vaccine and it hasn't really fully gone away. So I'm just hoping that it's eventually goes away because I've been very exhausted from yep. it. But other than that, all good. Well, my love, have That's we great. conquered the world? I think I so. Think, I don't think there's anything else, but I, I do feel like we could answer 20 more questions. I mean, I think if this gets anyone inspired and wants more out of us or you know has other questions or I think for you know has feedback as to what else they'd like to hear about I think it's good for for you to find other people to interview yeah so we love constructive criticism and um, that's what helps us grow yeah totally leave us constructive criticism but don't be mean (laughs) (laughs) anyway Nikki June I always love hanging out with you and Thank you. I'm so glad we got to do this. And I think we should do Same. it again. And if anybody wants to, you know, dive deeper into more questions, please let us know because we like hanging out. And thanks for listening. It's very, it's very sweet getting all the feedback. I know. It's I really, love it. It makes yeah. you feel really good. It's really sweet. Yeah. Thank you for listening and being a part of our lives. Yeah. I feel that way too. All right. You can find us on uh, Spotify, Apple uh what is apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts that was really a lame ending right there but you can find uh you can find us everywhere we're everywhere find us everywhere listen share and like and subscribe and 
Take care and enjoy your summer. Thank you. Thank you.